Hi, my name is Jason Adriani, and welcome to the Blade in Chats, your skating chat based. In this podcast, we are talking with bladers and bladies from all over the world, united by a single passion, blading. Episode 27, Chaz Sense. Right now, we are going to be connecting with Chaz. Yo! What's up, brother? How's it going? Damn, good to see you. Not much, yeah. Dude, I'm sorry. I did. It's been a while. <laughs> exactly. Sorry for before. I don't know. For some reason, I just misunderstood the timing. And I was like, oh, yeah, it should be right now. And then, like, I was one hour in advance. So, my bad. Well, yeah. That's all good. No problem. <laughs> How was the class? I was in the middle of, middle of, a, middle of a class. But, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? The, like, uh, many people participating to the class? Uh, it's kind of quiet at the moment, you know, it's, uh, I think people are concentrating more on kind of saving money and drinking more, I don't know. <laughs> so, it's, uh, it's tough times, you know, it's tough to keep everybody motivated and, uh, well, I don't know. it's difficult, man, like, people, some people just think it's, uh, it's like a national holiday and they're just like, Fuck it, let's just get wasted. So. Crazy, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's quite hard to keep people motivated to train and um, and especially keep them paying the membership. Uh, it's wild, man. It's pretty, Crazy. pretty wild. But. How long have you ever been like um, the owner of a gym? Um... Uh, I mean, I wasn't owning it for uh, some. Well, what it was is somebody else that was owning it, and uh, I, because I was like pretty good at boxing, I started just like on a Thursday night doing a boxing class. Um, so I, I just kind of helped them out doing a boxing class on a Thursday. Then it came to Tuesday and Thursday, and then. For like health reasons, that guy couldn't actually continue doing um, the running of the, the gym. So I, he just kind of announced that he was going to give it up and just let it go. And that's when I just said, look, I'm, uh, I'm going to just step in. If you want, I don't want it to just go or nothing. And I just took it on from now. And that was it. That was probably around... Five years ago, but really? wow. I was probably doing it for maybe seven. I mean, I was already kind of doing it when I was skating, so we're talking like seven. Wow, that's that's been a while. Seven, eight years ago. So it's been like it's it means that like you you're doing like a pretty good job if like if you're running it since almost seven years. Yeah, it's, it 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 goes up and down. It's. Uh, kind of a wavy industry, you know, sometimes you get clients and and you see them for three, four weeks and then you never see them again. Mm-hmm. And then some got some folk come in, they're loyal customers and they'll be there every week, uh, sometimes every day. So it's, uh, it's a kind of 
crazy and this, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Some people just want to, they, some, some people you'll find they'll be members of like three different gyms and they'll just, you know, some people don't pay me a membership, they just come maybe once a week okay. pay a daily rate and then uh, they'll just do like maybe one boxing class a week and that's all they want to do. They don't want to do any of the circuit classes right now and that's just the way they want to work their routine so that, and that's fine that's, that's what they want to do so. great so you're doing like mainly box classes right or like also functional training or kind of a crossfit or something like that yeah i'm doing basically everything uh there's like four main classes a week that are boxing uh i would say that i'm best at boxing if there's a more technical one than pad work mm -hmm. with uh clients and that it really pushes them to the limit because they're not just coming to the class to work at their own rate once they get on the pad with me they're now working at my rate so they're pushing themselves out of their own comfort zone so it's quite intense when you um, when you put it that way <laughs> <laughs> awesome awesome and like um, here in italy we do have like decathlon i don't know if you guys have it in scotland those those big stores but like sports or where like they're selling uh, lots of like uh, weights or dumbbell or kettlebell or something like that. And like this, the moment that the government said, okay, guys, from tomorrow lockdown, everybody run to those stores to buy like everything, like uh, dumbbell, kettlebell. Yeah. It, it happened the same thing in uh, in Scotland or? Yeah, I think most places um, really sold out. I had people messaging me on social media who I hadn't seen in maybe two years or uh, longer, you know, people can take some stuff home so I can train my family. Like, no, no, no way. Like, you can't do that. You know, it's, um, well, it's, it's, I offered it to my clients. True. I said to my clients, you can come down, you know, if you want to continue paying your, your membership, then I'll happily let you come pick up some weights of your choice and uh, do home workouts. So. Yeah, I do have like a friend who used to skate and right now he owns like uh, two um, boxes of CrossFit and like uh, he, he did like the same thing. Like for the members, he allowed them to borrow some kettlebell or some dumbbell and, um, and yeah. But like I, I do believe that like it, it's like a tough time for you guys because like the, the main thing is like let yeah. people in and, and get high, like high the hype of the gym. And like with like, with, with no, uh, without the chance to let them coming through and like taste, you know, like the sweat and whatever, it's hard to keep them motivated from home, right? Absolutely. Um, I think the toughest part about it is that most people come here for the experience, you know, and the equipment and being able to work with maybe me. So if you're not getting that experience, then they're not going to, you know, buy into doing the online uh, classes. So it's quite tough. True. Definitely quite tough. True. And like you are able to correct their poses or like uh, tell them some tips and stuff like that. And of course, like if you yeah. see them through, this, through the screen, it doesn't work out, right? Well, you can, that's the kind of, the, it is working to a certain extent. Um, having the screen and be able to see everybody on the screen, it does help. You can correct them in ways that you, 
you see where they're going wrong. Um, at the same time, I'm also doing the workout with them so that they constantly know what to do. Uh, but I'm constantly coming up to the screen to see who and which different box is doing what and what they're doing wrong and then try and correct them. So it, it does kind of work to a certain extent. But a lot of time, I think a lot of people are just saying that there is three videos online and folk are just going there doing bodyweight exercises for free. And, you know, I don't really blame them. It's, um, it's, it's like times like now where money is quite tight, especially for self-employed people mm, yeah. um, where they can't work. So right now I can see why they're, they're gripping on as much money as they can and uh, just doing free workouts from home. And like, what the government uh, are like, the, I always wonder like, what was the differences between like the, the, the England and the Scotland? Like, do they have like a two different government or like they're only, they're, you guys are all together under the, the Boris Johnson, uh, um, how can I say? All together. Yeah, we're all on, working on all together, yeah. Okay, so like what London says works from like Wales to North to Ireland to Scotland to to, to England, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as soon as they, they met me, as soon as they said lockdown, it was lockdown here as well. Okay. Okay. And like uh, right now the situation in Glasgow, it's like everybody should they stay home, right? Like nobody should go go around to the street and stuff like that, or it should be like that. But <laughs> it should be like that. But it's not like that at all. I don't. I think the very few things that I have been going out, like I've been trying to not go out as much as possible. But the times that I have been going out, I've seen more people Gosh. than I ever have. Damn. You know, they they think that, <laughs> and the funny thing about it is that I see loads of like memes on Instagram and all these other, uh, you know, uh, social media things about how. Uh, people who have like, never exercised before <laughs> on a, a exercise to the extreme and going out like three times a day just because they need to get out. It's just ridiculous. People are not doing what they're supposed to do. Damn. You need to just be letting that all pass over. And, but I guarantee as soon as the lockdown is done, there's no gonna, not going to be anybody out running. Nobody out on bikes. <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy. And then, like, how are you able, if you're, like, running this gym, like, how are you able to go out and, like, take those wonderful, like, nature pictures? Because, like, uh, you are not only a really good skater, you're also owning, like, the gym, and then also you're a super good natural photographer. Like, how do you find the time to, to do all that? I'm not, what, during lockdown? Huh? <laughs> or... About doing lockdown or just in general? No, just, just like an, an, in general, a, a photographer. Like, how do you find the time to go out, hike, and take those pictures? Um, it's it's hard. Um, I do work a lot, <laughs> uh, maybe too much. People would say, but I do work a lot. I work hard, and uh, weekends I kind of try and keep to myself. I work maybe every second weekend I do a boxing class in the morning. Um, so as soon as that's done, most of the time I'm ready just to get away for the weekend. And that's mainly when I'll hike, camp, and then do a bit of photography. 
I'm like, so religious, weather dependent. But I have found myself in the last year barely using my camera at all. It's just like a paperweight at the moment. Uh, but like, for, for some reason, I always thought that like you were like able to sell those pictures because again, like, I, I am, personally, I do like those pictures. So I thought like you were going to, to sell them. There was a period, yeah, I was selling quite a lot of photos. Um, but I was really pushing at it. I was really going out a lot. I was spending a lot of time out on the hills and getting up for sunrise and uh, chasing the photos. But, you know, fortunately, work uh, gets in the way of social or dreams that you want to... The other thing about it as well is that I didn't want to pursue it too much because it, it is a hobby of mine. Like photography really is a hobby, okay. and I, I love it as a hobby, and I, I, I want to keep it as a hobby. Um, and I think you're going to hear this, but I think that rollerblading it was a hobby for me, but it then turned into a job, and then it became something that became so stressful where it was like, okay, I need to. We've got competitions coming up, pressure of like doing well in competitions. It became not fun anymore, you know, it became stressful. Um, I don't ever want that to happen with any other hobbies that I have. So I feel now that photography is just going to always be something that I'm not really going to push too hard because I love it and I want to keep it just. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, so, like, you, you take off the, uh, the negative vibes out of it, and that's 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 perfectly uh, that's perfectly makes sense. Talking about skating, like, I was like reading the the daily bread that I had the other day, and I saw, and I saw this one. I was like, oh man, I, I need to show it because, like, uh, dude, you have received like three pairs of uh, uh, of pro skate from Salomon, right? Yeah, and how did it happen? Because, yeah, that's right. Because like since like uh, before that you were skating K two, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I was um, I was skating for K two. I was just on like a small flow deal with uh, K two, and yeah, it wasn't really going anywhere. It was just um, they didn't want to push me to the next level, and. Salomon actually came, I don't know if you remember when all the, the big guys came to the uh, UK, so it was like Feinberg, Shane Skowers, all the, all the big names. And they stopped in Scotland, they came to Glasgow and they did the Livingston thing. And uh, the guy who was team manager at the time, Stevie Cooper, um, it's in me skate that day, one day I think it was at Livy, and uh, Somebody who was in the van at the time was just like, why don't you just come on the rest of the tour with us? You know, and I was like, oh, well, you know, I've got nothing else to do the rest of the week. So, yeah, sure. So I just came on the tour, went on the tour with them. And then at the end of it, Stevie was just like, you know what, we're going to come back to you with uh, with an offer. So he came back the, week, the next week and he said, look, we want to put you on the international amateur team. Uh, you should probably go speak to Clay to see what they got to say. You know, if they want to make you another offer, then that's fine. But this is what we're going to offer you now. I went to K2. I gave them the offer. I said, look, if you if you can't match it or beat it, then I'm probably going to go. And at the end of the day, they just said, yeah, on you go, please. 
<laughs> so I moved to Salomon and then about you won't believe this and this is one thing I would say about it was really bad at the end of the day by, by Kato uh, about a month later I got a bill for every single thing that Kato ever gave me really? really every pair of skates every hotel every train ride travel expense everything Damn. they billed it to me Damn. yeah fuck like, and uh, I was just like, like how, how did it? So I took it to I took I took it to Stevie Cooper at the time, this guy at Salon, and I said, "Yo, this doesn't look good. I've got a huge thousands and thousands of pounds bill here." And uh, Stevie just looked at me and he said, "Did you sign a contract with Peter?" I was like, "No." He's like, "Ah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it." Like, Damn. <laughs> And then how, how did you like, um, uh, did they like ask you about uh, if you was wanting to get like, a pro model or like were you uh, uh, tell them, hey, uh, are, we, are we able to, to get a pro model or something like that? Or did they come out with, uh, with the offer? No, that was nothing. I don't think uh, at that time, I mean, I was like, what, 18, 17, 18, I don't know, I was young. But it's not something you just demand from a, a company like Salomon, which was absolutely huge at the time. You're not going to be like on the international amateur team and then be like, hey, put me on the pro team, do a pro team. It's a bit more like that. It just, I stayed on the amateur team for about a year. And then after that, it was a jump to the pro team. And then only about six months after that, they were like, right, this is our plan for you. We're going to give you pro skate and then move on from there check out how the sales go and then we'll see what happens. And lucky for me that it sold very well. And they offer the Damn, next that's, that's amazing. I do like, I have to tell you, I do love like all of them, but the white one, the one who looks like the, the ST International is my favorite one. I think probably it was the last one. The software. Yeah, the software. Yeah, exactly. That's the team with white, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the ones. That is my favorite one, man. That's crazy. And then, like from from yeah. Salomon, you know, I need to be honest. I hated that one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely hated. Because it, it was too yeah. soft, right? I, I don't know. Like I I love the hardbits and I, I skated them so much. The the thing about having the softbit that was like um the the thing with Salomon was that. If, so they had like rankings of people on the team, right? And if you were at the top of the team, you got a soft boot pro skate. Okay, that's just the way it was. So I always had a, oh, I had two hard shell boots and I always wanted to just have that soft boot just to be up there. Basically, <laughs> just climb, climb the ladder. But, um, I ended up getting the, pro, the, the, the skate and I had samples of it for months before it came out. And I could not skate this skate. I hated it. I just could not <laughs> skate it. I don't know why. Great. And I just, I so, many, so many times I went filming with people and I threw that skate like in the rivers. I just hated it. Hated it. Damn. But then I grew to love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have like a comment here from Scott. He says like, uh, Chaz first looked the best. Chaz twos were the best skate all around. Legendary liners. And the threes were rank. 
Oh yeah, no, I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> and then how how, like, how happened like um, the, the the shift between like uh, uh, Salomon to Razor? How did it happen? Like, did you get any like offer from Razors or? No, it wasn't. It was um, actually there was. I don't know if you remember. Maybe maybe you don't maybe you do, but the Razors had actually sold. Uh, sorry, Salomon had actually sold the company to another yeah, company. Yeah. The Adidas group, right? They they bought the um, the Walt Salomon thing and they like, they cut off the the skating part of Salomon, right? Well, they cut off a lot of parts of the company. Skating was skating was one thing they kind of kept, but at the start when uh, it was so such a big sale, I think it sold for somewhere in the billions. It was so huge uh, that it was on the news. And when I seen it on the news, right away I phoned my manager at the time and was just like, what's going on? I've just seen that Salomon as a company has been sold. And he was just like, oh, you know, chill, don't worry about it, your job's safe, everything's okay. And I was just like, hmm, I don't know about this. You know, so I started like messaging other people, speaking to Vinny, speaking to some other teammates, and I was just like, what do you think of this? And then he was just like, he was kind of loyal. You know, he was like, oh, I'm going to stay, it's going to be cool. So right then I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm just going to leave. So I, I left. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just a free agent for a few months. But at that time I had a really bad uh, injury. Anyway, I had torn ligaments in my ankle. So it didn't matter that I didn't have a skate sponsor because I couldn't actually mm -hmm. skate because I torn these ligaments. So I was out for a few months anyway. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was just like, not really focusing on getting a sponsor or I was just focusing on getting the injury healthy again. Um, but in that time I had a few offers from different people. Uh, USD were really interested. They sent me uh, a few pairs of skates, tried them out, but you know, they were just like a weird shape for my feet. I couldn't get along with them. Um, although I did quite like skating them, they were quite nice for grinds, but yeah, they were starting to give me cramps in my feet. I just guess I just didn't have the right shape feet for those skates. Um, I spoke with Julio uh, quite a bit actually about joining Valo, but I guess. I don't know, I maybe spoke to some of our teammates and didn't think I was maybe the right image for that brand, so that didn't really work out. And then at the end of the day, Andy had sent me a message about maybe joining the Razor's team. And that was during the time of the skate contest, which was Europe versus USA. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, I remember the competition. Um, so Andy had messaged me and said, look, we'll pay your flights, you can come skate my house, uh, try the skates out, see what you think. I'd still had this injury at the time, so I just was like, you know what, I don't mind having a holiday to San Diego. <laughs> I just went anyway, <laughs> tried to skate very minimum, uh, then we had the contest, I skated all right, um, actually, so I don't know if you remember the concept of the, the contest. It was like one person from one team does a trick and then 
everybody on the other team nominates that someone who thinks they can do that trick and then they try and do it. And uh, that's just the way the contest works. Frankie had done a trick and it, everybody said, right, it's your turn, you need to step up do the trick. And I ended up nailing the trick. And doing it as well, I pretty well, surprisingly with my ankle was so fucked at the time, I don't believe I did that. And that was it for Andy. He was sold at that moment. He was like, okay, we're going to offer you the position if you want to take it. So, and that was it from now. Great, so, great, awesome. And then, uh, and then what happened? Like, because um, I remember that, like, uh, you were supposed to, like, to receive, like, an SL skate, don't you? Yeah. The, the mint one, was it, right? Or kind of mint? Yeah, that's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I designed that skate, and then, yeah, then me and Andy kind of fell out. I uh, didn't really like uh, the way Andy worked with some of the stuff that he did, so I told him that. And actually, I got offered a, a job out in Abu Dhabi, and uh, it was paying quite a lot of money. So I took the job. I was going to be away for about two or three months. Um, during that time, he wanted to shift my contest that I was running, the Invitational. He wanted to move it like six months early, which was just an impossible task. Anybody that's ever run a contest annually will know how hard it is to rake in prize money, get riders to attend the event, you know, just organization to give you, you know, only four months to try and organize an event like that was just impossible. impossible. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely impossible. So he wasn't happy about that, but he, he only wanted to do that because it was cheaper, uh, a cheaper time of the year to fly riders to Europe and that it would coincide with other events that were popping off in Europe at the time, like, you know, fees or some other different events. So just like, whatever suited him, he wanted. And because I said no, he wasn't happy about it. And yeah, that's what happened to that prostate. He just nah, Damn, too bad. Too bad. Because I, I, in my opinion, you should have to receive a, at least like one for a skate from Razors. Because, yeah, because of... You know, he made one. And he wouldn't even give me that. No. When they decided that it wasn't... Yeah, that's true. He put it on eBay. He was like, yeah, I'm going to sell it. Make some money back. I was like, all right, okay. After that, I was like, and you are a fucking prick. And, and then the, the <laughs> thing from that filmmaker happened, video maker happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dude, that's, that was the that. I mean, to me, like, it was one of the most ashamed thing ever happened because, come on, man, like, those footage that, like, you have uploaded recently, I mean, that was fucking fire, man. Nah, so whack. So fucking like, go, go. Can you imagine how I felt? I filmed from over a year for that video, and then for somebody to say that, to say what he said, I was just like, you know what? Fuck your video. I don't want to be on it. I mean, hey, of course. I mean, what the fuck are you, man? Like, I mean, I don't, you, you know what I mean? And this is how bad the communication was between that guy and Andy. That I went back out to San Diego about maybe three months after game theory and you know I had like you know a few cameras we were filming for something else uh, and I brought 
a few cameras and Andy came on the uh, trip with us one day and he was just like, how come you've got so many cameras? How come you've got them in clips in, uh, in the game series? I was like, you have no idea, do you? You don't actually know. So he had no communication. He, he, he obviously was like, where's Chaz's section? And Brazil was just like, yeah, he didn't film. Probably. Well, that's why I imagine he said, yeah, didn't, didn't give me any clips. That's probably what happened. Nice. That guy, man, that guy like ruins stuff, man. Shit. Fuck that. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so, go, go, going back to them, go, going back to a couple of questions that Joy Egan asked it, like, um, who was your favorite Scottish skater? Which is like a pretty cool question because from what I've known, um, uh, you, Chris Doty, were like, in my, in, because I started skating in 2000, were like the, 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 yeah. the, the original skater from Scotland, but I believe that like there are people like uh, early, older than you and like... Sorry, who, what was the question? Who was my skate, favorite? What? Scottish skater. Oh, Scottish skater. Uh, I think... Um, well, that was a tough one, I think. My favorite, like back in the day when I was starting off or of all time? Oh, that, that's hard. Let's do both. <laughs> It's tricky. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, I think of all time, it has to be Gavin Nelson. Gavin Nelson. That's what kind of steered me towards the, the Salomon uh, route. But then Doughty is right up there. Like you said, mentioned Doughty. Doughty is the guy who uh, got me on the K2 team. And then there was also Dale Heenan, who who was another absolute legend from Dundee. Uh, but there's been so many, there's been so many uh, amazing Scottish skaters, you know, ones that were really underrated as well. There was another guy from Dundee, or from Montrose, called Band-Aid, um, Andrew Finley, who was so underrated. The guy was just unbelievable. He could do every trick, switching natural, a way ahead, ahead of him. You know, this guy was doing switch through kangaroos and rails back there. Like, back when Rollerblade ran the Spirals, it came out, you know, he was doing ridiculous tricks. Really? Back in the Damn. day. Really, really, really. Fuck. Yeah. But he just didn't, never got the exposure that he deserved. He was unbelievable. Damn. And, um, and like, there was another question. Um, like, what was the feeling of skating for Enigma? Which it was like a an amazing team and an amazing brand from from Chris Doty. Um, skating for the Enigma, this is really actually people don't know that me and Doughty and a couple of the guys were the creators of that company. Um, I came up with the name, in fact, really? Enigma. When him uh, and it was originally me, Doughty, and um, Gavin Nelson who came up with it in the start on a train journey to London uh, when we went to go and stay with Ollie and we were just on the train bored fiddling sketching coming up with ideas and that's how it began wow amazing I think that's pretty cool and um yeah it was a great company I think it had like an amazing potential to be a lot bigger than it was uh, especially with the absolute talent that he was on 
and actually everything that he put his finger to, you know, whenever he made an edit or any kind of graphic design or logos or anything, he was just so good at what he did. So I think I think that company didn't really have its chance to project to the level that it could have went to. I think it has real potential. Yeah, because for the time, like the quality of the of the clothes were pretty good. The image or like that was the thing. Thing that we, we we concentrated on the most of anything was the quality. We didn't want to use like any cheap cheap brand materials or everything. You look at the our friends now who still have like some of the some of the hoodies and stuff. And if you look at them, that everything is like embroidered, like really nice stitching, and they were such an amazing quality ahead of the time. You don't even see that now sometimes. No, true. I mean, like, I do have, like, uh, some Yukon stuff that they were, like, from 2007, 2008, and they are already broke. And I do believe that, like, the Enigma stuff, they, they look so, like, um, so well done. And that's pretty, it's pretty cool. And, like, does the people that come to the gym know who you are? Like, your role bidding status and stuff like that? Um, some of them. Some do. Some, no. Yeah. Um... It's not something, I mean, it's hard not to because the gym's in the skate park. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so people need to come into the skate park to come to the gym. So it's, they, I think they're probably quite aware. Awesome, awesome, dude. If I was like, if I was living in Glasgow, I was there every day at your gym first, and then I was going to the skate park then. <laughs> and then. Yeah. I'm not so surprised that most people don't do that. I'm sorry? I'm surprised that more people don't do that. Come in and have a skate and then maybe uh, join a gym Dude. session. There have been like a few skateboarders that have been done sessions and BMXers that um going and ride. But I thought, thought it would be more busy, but it doesn't work. Because like we, if people just come to skate. But I do think like, because I've started like going to the gym like seven years ago or something and since they have started of course I, I, i'm not looking for like bodybuilding or bullshit like that i'm just like improving the muscle uh, stuff around my joints on my back and stuff like that and i do really believe like the the, the gym really yep. uh, helps your like health in skating absolutely mm-hmm. yeah definitely when i had uh, a lot of injuries so the the thing that helped me the most was working on the gym building the muscle around the injury building uh, strength. My, my comeback is a lot. In fact, sometimes I came back better after the injury. And like, I really what, what about now? Like, are you going? Um, because I, I saw you skating with with Sven in that cabin edit. Are you going to skate? Uh, I want to say a little more because I do believe like you every now and then are going to skate. But like, uh, is it possible that we are going to see like uh, some edit from you or something like that? Which I would love. To be, I don't know, maybe not. I don't know. You know, I think um, a lifetime of absolutely destroying my body um, has really took its toll. Um, I do find it quite painful whenever I skate now. Uh, because I was hanging about the gym so much, I built up a pair of skates just to kind of roll around. And yesterday I put on some skates. I didn't really do much. You know, I was just rolling around a couple of hours, a little bit of grind. But I was actually starting to feel, because I've got like arthritis in my hips, and I've had that since I was about 13 years old. So 
it's not like something that's happened over old age or whatever, but um, I do feel the pain of of that happening when I skate. So I do find it difficult to skate. I find it quite painful. I don't have the same range of movement that I used to in my hip. Um, so I don't know. I would maybe skate, like for instance, when Sven came, I don't mind skating when that happens. When friends come that I've not seen in a long time, they come. Sometimes some of the boys that are regular here that skate, I sometimes throw them on. It's very rarely because I am working quite a lot. But if I have got like a spare hour or whatever, I'll stick them on, just have a little roll around. But I do end up feeling the pain from it like the next day in my hips. So it's really hard for me to say, yeah, totally, I'll film an edit. Because <laughs> <laughs> after that, I was really in a lot of pain. Then I'll tell you, I could, I actually was pushing myself to skate like on the last day when I really was so much pain. Uh, it got to the point where I was like, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't skate any longer. It's so painful. Yeah. And I uh, just have to stop it. That's why, I, like, I didn't have many clips in that, that edit because one, I was skating, um, I was working quite a lot on during that visit when Sven came, which was just unfortunate. Came really busy during that week. And the second reason was that I was quite tired after, after working so much. So I was only finding time to skate late in the evening when the park was shut, uh, maybe two or three hours. And then I was just very rusty from not skiing. And then the next day I would like work again and then try and skate. And I, by that point I was in a lot of pain. So I only had like three days. So I didn't have a lot of time to come for that. So it was quite demanding <laughs> to try and skate. And then I'm like, this guy's old over me and he's just killing it. <laughs> great and then so like with, with that being said like um, after all of this situation um, will be done and for like I'm really hoping it could be like a, um, quite soon like do you have any like future project future project um, in what capacity <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> you're, talk, you're talking about skiing. Huh? Talking about skiing. No, no, I'm talking about like in general, like like I don't know, opening a new gym or like uh um like uh expanding your gym or. Oh, we'll we'll see how it goes because right now I think um it's a tough time for all gyms. I mean, I'm lucky enough to be able to know that I'll still be here by the end of lockdown. But I know that other gyms, maybe in the area, might not be as fortunate. So it might give me the opportunity to try and expand a bit more, like have a, a wider reach um, to bring more clients in. So I'll definitely look at trying to do something like that near the end of lockdown. Um, but no, no, no major plans for, for anything. Definitely not scared. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I do want to go and visit um, some friends. You know, I want to go back out to Holland and visit Sven. Um, I know he's got a big birthday coming up soon, but I don't know if the lockdown will finish by that time. But I would quite like to go out, visit some guys in Holland, maybe go down south to England, see some of my friends mm -hmm. down there. It would be quite cool just to get around a wee bit because when I, I mean, obviously I've seen you at winter class. Uh, that was 
the first time I'd flown on an airplane for about five or six years. So that was um, quite a surreal feeling to be like back on a plane when I used to be on a plane every other week. So it's crazy how life changes. Dude. I would like to get out there and visit some people I haven't seen for a long time. It, it was great seeing you at the Clash. Maybe, maybe. I, was, I was so happy to see you at the Clash, man. It was like, dude, those you and Aragon, man. I was done. When I saw you guys, okay, I can't fly back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was actually really surreal for me and Aragon as well, because we hadn't seen each other in, I don't know, like maybe five or six years. Maybe, yeah, maybe longer. Yeah, in fact. I don't know. It was 2013, the last time you've been there. Probably 2013 or 12, I guess. Yeah, long time ago, man. Yeah, somewhere. I go to me and I go to me, so I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> dude. But I had that feeling with a lot of people, so it was, um, it was really good. It was really good to see everybody. I think I'll probably, I mean, if that happens again next year, I'll probably try and come back out. Awesome. Not escape, but just come back out. I really enjoyed uh, being there and seeing everybody again. It was. Really good. Watching everybody else get and having no pressure of like, okay. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> so, Chaz, with that being said, I do really would like to thank you for your time. It has been like a, an honor for me to talk with you, and like I'm looking forward to 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 come visit you in, in Glasgow or like if you ever if you ever like a welcome. Set me up. Come over. Yeah, it's not a problem. Thank you so much. Same here. If you want to yeah. come to Milano, you have a spot. So I've already came in Milano. I came in yeah. already remember. 2011 was it, right? Or something. Or 10. Yeah, a long time. Super long, long time ago. You're the only one. <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. So, Chaz, um, thank you so much for your time. It has been a pleasure. And I'm looking forward to see you soon. Hopefully at the ne uh, next Winter Clash or maybe in Glasgow if like those things will... Uh, uh, go out, all right? Well, absolutely. Thank you very much for inviting me on. It's been great. It's been good to see you and talk to you again a little bit more than we did at Winter Class very briefly. So it's been good to see you. And definitely, time. definitely. Boss, thank you so much, Chaz. Bye. Appreciate it. Bye. Thanks for listening to Blading Chats.